I'm Peter Martin. And I'm Adam Ennis. And this is the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. We're coming at them like a freight train of eighth notes. <laughs> Just like an endless stream of amazing language. That's right. You wake up, you're like, dang, we know it's coming. Come on. Unless it's Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. <laughs> we don't do the weekends anymore. Uh, so we're still having fun doing our thing. Today, what are we talking about, Adam? Today we're talking about uh, seven things not to do whilst you're playing fast. I love it when we go negative because we don't really go dark. Well, we do go dark sometimes, but this just because we're going negative doesn't mean we're going dark in this instance. No. In fact, there's a lot to be learned by saying what not to do. You know, exactly. our buddy Christian McBride did this whole two-minute video on how what to what not to do in order to get a good sound which right. is like a negative positive i know but it was super popular because it's like nobody wants to look foolish no <laughs> you know what i mean no. so sometimes it's important to be like oh, i have all these options of what to do but so, you know tell me tell me what to cut out here yeah and you know sometimes i think for a lot of us uh um especially as you get into the more kind of intermediate advanced uh, zones of your jazz playing sometimes the key to improving is taking away some things that don't need to be there. And hopefully that's what we can help folks with today on this particular subject. But just in general, always think about that. If you're kind of stuck in a rut or something and it's always like, oh, I got to add this, I got to get better at this. Sometimes you just need to relax, simplify a little bit of a theme around the open studio offices this week, but maybe take some things away, yeah. get some clarity on a nice little jewel that's there that's being obscured by some, some BS all around it. That's right. You know, we're, we're telling you some do's and don'ts. These are the don'ts. These are the don'ts. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about some things not to do when you're playing fast. Why don't you kick it off with your first don't? Okay. Don't play a wall of notes. That's good <laughs> advice. Yeah. And so that is just, you know, a wall of notes is, is just basically too many. They're disorganized and they're just coming at you from every different direction. And there's, you know, I think what we think that we're able to sort of delineate through a wall of notes actually doesn't end up happening, even if you're playing great notes and in perfect time and you're keeping up the tempo and everything, because it's just like a barrage of machine gun fire of which the listener can't make any sense out of it. And you're going to get tired and you're going to probably screw up the time and you're going to annoy the people you're playing with. Other than that, it's a great idea. Yeah, I think especially <laughs> for pianists who we don't have to breathe, this is a oh, yeah. grade A way to, to hurt yourself as you're <laughs> yeah. playing fast. Physically. Least, to physically get to the point where you can't play anymore in a solo within a couple courses. Could it lead to, has it been scientifically proven that, it, that playing a wall of notes fast leads to carpal tunnel syndrome? Yes. We're not doctors, though. Yes, no, but we're saying that's true. <laughs> I, I have no idea if that's true, but probably. But yeah. no, uh, so there's actually something actionable you can do to practice this, and that is to pra when you practice fast, Practice space, practice letting the changes go, practice like rhythm changes, something yep. where there's a lot of changes happening and practice like leaving out four or five, six bars, but like a lot of space so that you're still feeling the changes go by and you're not losing that sense of where you are in the form of the time, um, but you don't feel like you have to mark every change with eighth notes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think intermediate players, especially players who can play fast eighth notes, but aren't really playing much. You know yeah. what I mean? They get in this habit of just like, just yeah. marking, marking every change and it just never ends. And then it's like, they talk to themselves out. It gets really tight. There's no musical stuff happening at all. You know, it, just, right. it doesn't need to happen, but you have to practice that because fast tunes, uh, the hardest part isn't the physical part. It's the mental game yeah. of it. It's like keeping your place in it, m getting ideas, not feeling overwhelmed, practice that space. Yep. Absolutely. Like it. 
What you got for number two? So number two, I got, and this kind of goes along with this, but that's don't forget to phrase in a musical way. Mm. Uh, it's, it has a little bit to do with the space thing, but it's really more about the shape of your lines. You know, don't start, I like to call it the typewriter sound. I mean, it's a good sound, but don't forget to keep music in well, mind. Well, it's a good sound if it's like a, you know, a, a, a movie about the Washington Post in the 1970s. <laughs> it's a great sound. It's very yeah, atmospheric. It's a Watergate movie. You want to hear a bunch of typewriters in the background. That's right. Yeah. No, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. like the shape of your lines still matter. The music, so you're saying even when you're playing fast, we're still supposed to be playing musically? I know that doesn't. You're going out on a limb on that That, that seems counterintuitive, <laughs> but it is true. No, I mean, I, had a, I have an uh, old friend named Dan Eubanks who plays uh, bluegrass bass actually now. Mm. And I remember him saying just like, man, over 350, like the most challenging part isn't playing that fast, but it's, it's playing music. Right. You know? Well, and I'm just thinking, tying in with number one, the wall of notes, some people might be saying, well, hold on a second, I've heard some, like we mentioned Christian McBride before, he plays a lot of notes very fast because he can, but he plays it in such a musical way that he can get away with all those notes. Well, on, in his in his course where he talks about playing fast, he's like, it's all about the idea first. Right. Don't play anything unless you have an idea. Right. Chris, Chris McBride, he's got loads of ideas. Right. You know? Plus, I mean, he's a bass player, and I think for bassists, you know, they're so used to walking bass lines where you are playing every note. So if you're playing very fast, like the way, and, and folks, can, if you go check out, there's a great uh, uh trio thing of Cherokee and I'm it's mainly because I'm actually playing on it but you can barely see see me and I barely play it's all about like Christian McBride and Ulysses Owens as it should be and it's sort of from the side of the stage but if you if you google Cherokee and Christian McBride on YouTube you'll see it but if you listen to the way that Christian walks those lines at that tempo it's so musical I mean yeah. and, and so melodic so he's playing every corner because you kind of have to yeah as, as a bassist you can't you have to play a wall of notes but he puts it together in such a musical way and it's so relaxed it's, it's just brilliant yeah as always music comes first yep uh okay number three on our don'ts uh when you're playing fast and that is to get tight don't get tight don't get tight <laughs> right sorry <laughs> Woo. don't 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 get tight yeah, yeah. yeah now this is now this can be kind of cause or effect yeah. um if you don't do some if, if you do do some of these other don'ts that we're saying you're gonna get tight but there's also all the bad things that can happen just from the very tension yourself and so you mentioned before it being more of a mental than a physical game. This is when I, th I believe that your body starts to manifest what's happening mentally as opposed to the other way around. To I, I totally mean, it's, agree. It's possible it happens the other way too, but to me the experience is more, once you start to understand this for most people, is that you know, it's the whole thing of, of if there's a, a, a difficult task or a difficult discussion you have to have with a family member or something, you, you, you know, just the thought of it is so bad and you get so tense, but once you actually put it out there, and just breathe and stuff. You're like, okay, it's not so bad. And so if you can kind of go into the fast situations without that tension, that, I mean, things may happen that cause you to be tense, but at least you're starting from that place of you're not tight. So you're giving yourself an opportunity, hopefully for the good things that you practiced and that you worked up and worked on, you know, the musical things and leaving space and getting the tempo correct and all that stuff. You'll, you'll have a chance for that to come out because the problem is if you get tension because of your mental attitude, if you're nervous and you're the audience and you're looking around on the stage, oh, I can't do this, and you actually can, the tension that you bring that's manifested physically from your bad mental state is going to keep you from doing any of the things that you probably could do. You're going to freeze. That's right. You got to keep breathing. You got to stay relaxed. And you can practice that too. Yep. You know, when you practice, practice staying as relaxed as possible when you play fast. Right. Um, that kind of leads us into number four, which is don't always play as loudly as you can. Uh, I think... So you're saying 
So you're not saying to always play as loud as you can. I'm saying don't always, don't always play, play loudly. <laughs> so sometimes play less than fortissimo? I think most of the time play less than <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I think uh, this is also kind of a, a rookie, rookie, rookie mistake, right? You think fast and intense means loud. It does not. No. Uh, your close friend and amazing drummer, Gregory Hutchinson, I've seen him play insanely fast tempos at a whisper, yeah. and it sounds awesome. And it sounds intense. Yeah. And... At a certain point, you, it actually becomes your advantage, right? Yeah. Like, if you have to play fast, super fast and super loud, that's physically demanding. And yep. it's hard to stay relaxed. You're going to get tight. All these things we've just talked about. Right. You know, so stay relaxed and stay quieter than you think you need to be. You know, it do, nothing has to be banging as hard as you can all the time, especially at fast tempos. Right. No, I like it. It's, it it's, and I've seen that manifested in, you know, the positive of this. Of, of folks that don't do this, especially drummers, the more dynamic instruments where you really can hit a volume and drive a band. But, you know, in, in, in avoiding doing that, what, the, the great part about it too is then you have the ability when you do play for one beat or one measure or there's some musical reason to play loud, it comes out sounding so dramatic then oh, because totally. you're not stuck there. You've got that in your back pocket to be able to pull out at any time. Yeah. Be Brian Blade. Be Brian, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, oh, my turn. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number five. Don't lose the groove, man. Oh, sorry. Oh, I know. That's a good idea. <laughs> actually. Thanks. You. Yeah. Don't lose the groove. Yeah. Number five. Don't lose the groove. That's so good. just because you're playing fast and you may think that um, a certain, you know, looseness with the tempo and the groove won't be as noticed as much doesn't give you an excuse not to do that. So I, I, but the, the tough thing about this is it's actually true. Like when you play fast, you can get away with skirting around the groove a little bit more but the really good players don't do this because they're bringing those same habits of when you're playing slow medium it doesn't matter the tempo the same attention to detail is there because what happens is you actually get that sense of groove and attention and respect for the groove ingrained in you so much that any tempo that you can play you still want to feel that and you still want to demand that of yourself you even though you can do like you can get away with something it's just like having a discussion with, with somebody yeah you know if, if you're talking fast you can throw in some big words somebody said something the other day with like a mispronunciation and if you throw it out there quick you can get away with it yeah, what was maybe. that that was uh, yeah well they didn't say it fast enough that was the problem that's the problem but i mean you know if somebody comes in real fast hey what's it up, was man? probably me it's probably me. no no, no it yeah. was but I mean, fast talking people, and then you realize after they leave, you're like, "Wow, they didn't really say anything." They didn't say time. anything. Yeah, yeah. But but if you're speaking slowly, every word, every enunciation matters. You know, and it's the same thing when you're playing. I mean, if you're playing a slow blues quarter note strike right here, you know, bass or whatever. Like, if you're not right in that groove, everyone's gonna know it, and That's you true. have to have that sort of precision. So when you play fast. Bring that same level of precision. I mean, it's great to have in your back pocket knowing that if you get off a little bit, it probably won't be noticed, but still aim high. And it actually sounds really good on a fast tune to sort of lay in the pocket for a while. Yeah. Not doing a lot, but just keeping the groove going. You know what right. I mean? Well, that's the key, keeping the groove going. I think that's... Because, when you cut, because if you lay back and the groove is going, when you come in, you're going to have that attention to the groove, yeah. even from when you weren't playing. You ever notice players, uh, intermediate players or, or, or amateur players, when they play fast, they kind of avoid the one, which is like the one thing you should be like banking on. You know right. what I mean? Like, don't sleep on just hitting on the one of right. a phrase like like those things can be super powerful right well we just heard that story about uh 
that Jeff Keezer told in his new chorus when we were producing over the weekend. He said when he played with Dizzy Gillespie, wasn't that Dizzy? Yeah, yeah. When he was like 18 years old and he kind of, smart guy that Keezer is, is he asked him, you know, how do you play fast? How do you play at these incredible temples and still swinging it in the groove? And Dizzy told him, he said, I, I don't feel every beat. I don't even feel two and four. I feel the downbeat of every measure. One, you know, totally. one, boom, that's Ding 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 yeah. ding ding ding, and you know I remember hearing that from another source, and that was so liberating to me because they just gave it more space. You you had to have a little bit more you know attention to number five, the don't lose the groove, because you got more right. space going by. But it just it, it pulled back on that tension and everything. I think it's super important. It gets magnified the faster you go. You right. Know? So so keep at it. Keep on that one. Uh, that brings us to number six, which is don't forget to tell your story. You know, yeah. you still have a, a solo to shape here just because it's a fast tempo and just because you can play a fast tempo doesn't mean you need to like blaze out the gate. I think it kind of goes back to the play a wall of notes thing, number yeah. one. But this is that's more the about the quickest way to not tell a story is the wall of notes. Exactly. <laughs> Unless that's part of your story. Which is, I don't want to hear it. No, but, uh, you know, make sure to, to shape it like you would any other story. A solo yeah. blues is a great example because you can't get away with not telling a story on a slow blues. But it's the Exposed. same thing at the other extreme. You know, you have to tell your story. It's going to be so much appreciated. I remember you said, told me once, it's like super fast tunes are a great opportunity to like, like hang out and groove for a little bit on some, some, some like rhythmic stuff, not playing a lot, and then throw in a couple of like fast runs, right? right. And then like everybody's with you. Yep. And yep. you don't wear yourself out and you've told a story. Yeah. And I actually think this is um, harder to do. Um, and maybe a little less intuitive at tempo, at fast tempos than what we've been saying, like lose the groove. Like that's not as noticeable if you do. We're not recommending it, but there's so much going on. But like telling your story as opposed to a slower tempo, when you've got a little bit more exposure, if you tell a good story, it's very easy to make it clear to the, to, to the listener because they have time to absorb it. You can kind of chill. At the fast tempo, it's very easy to get sucked up into this thing of just playing, even if you're playing well, but not having that overall shape. And then the solo's over quicker normally, too. So, like, you, I think you have to craft it, be even a little bit more careful about crafting your story when you're at, putting more thought into it, at least, when you're at these fast tempos. It's true. Yeah. So for number seven, I'm going to try to kind of pull all these things together because this is our last one of our don'ts. Uh, Things not to do when you're playing fast. Is it don't play fast? Because I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't play slow. Yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is don't link link the dynamics, the speed, and the groove. Now, what do I mean by this, Adam? Would you like to ask me? Well, it's a it's a simple it's a simple <laughs> idea, Peter. I mean, you know, what you do is you don't. I don't I have no idea what you're talking about. What are you talking about? No, I'm saying you want to ask me. I was trying to set it up for you. To oh, say, sorry, no, I totally what, like that. all you got to do is say, "What do you mean by that?" What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Okay, well, by this I mean, <laughs> I totally drop that ball. Man, are you gone already? <laughs> <laughs> the episode's done for Adam. Finished number six. Long He's day, like, I'm man. Out. Come on. No, so th what I mean is, um, don't link. Well, let's take dynamics and and tempo first. Um, to me, at any style of music. People that link the dynamics and the speed, that's very amateur. Like that's, you're not even really professional level yet. And yeah. you know, I don't get that dogmatic about this because I don't think of amateur and pro. But like to me, this is like one-on-one pro level. You don't have to be the greatest player. But like in other words, when you start to play soft, like and to your point of don't always play loud. So yeah. when you do play soft, don't slow down. Yeah. Because there's no link between them. The tempo <laughs> so is linked to the groove, right. but it's not linked to the dynamics. Right. So I don't know who started it. I mean, there's a lot of drummers. <sighs> drummers, I'm calling you guys out. 
And look, I'm not, I know a lot of you are big. Please don't come and kick my butt. <laughs> I love y'all, but I'm calling y'all out. Don't slow down just because you're getting softer. Yeah. Because that's just, I mean, that's lazy, really. You have to pay attention to your craft. I mean, don't slow down ever. <laughs> don't slow down ever, but definitely don't do it. It just it, to me, it just gives the music such a weird amateur kind of thing. And you know, classical music sometimes this is a problem, like stretching out the phrases when you're getting softer and stuff. Now, if there's a musical reason to do it, do it, but not just because you're getting softer. Yeah. And so you have to pay attention because when you're at tempo to keep that groove and to not lose the groove, you you have to. Not, now, I'm not talking about little fluctuations. I don't have. I don't care anything you're about that. You're talking about noticeably yeah. like leaning back on and, it and yeah. just the linking of it because then it just it, it just kills the flow of it. It messes up your your you know the whole thing. I think it's great. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for listening. I hope you found this uh, what not to do while you're playing fast helpful. You're welcome. Yeah. I enjoyed. Li- oh, you're talking to them or me? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was talking to you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. welcome. <laughs> I'm so polite. Uh, please leave us a rating and review. We appreciate any ratings and reviews you might have. Right, do we have anything you? with? Uh, yeah, sorry, I've been drinking a little bit. No, it's good. Uh, do you have any Twitter mentions? Oh, we do have some. Yeah. yeah. So we about last week or so we 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 put out a challenge and I haven't seen much, but. You know, we haven't been real consistent in getting back to everybody. But if you'd like to tweet at us. That doesn't seem like us at all. Well, no, but you did. <laughs> While I'm doing this, you need to look up your correct Twitter handle because I think we gave out an incorrect one. You weren't precise in right. my minute. I mean, but I might have done that on purpose, but whatever. <laughs> what you can do is you can hashtag open studio. That's easy. Yeah. We're actually trying to kind of nab. It turns out hashtags, you can't own them. They're used by different people. And so open studio is used by some artists and stuff, which is fine. But we are open studio, so we're going to nab that. You can hashtag you'll hear it, and you can also hashtag happy practicing. That's because right. That's kind of what we're all about, making we practicing are all about happy. That. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to hit us up on um, Twitter, Open Studio is uh, at OS Lessons, and then you can hit me up. In fact, hit all of us up and just give us a little shout out if you're on Twitter. We'll get a little dialogue going there. I'm I am Peter Martin, so that's at I A M Peter Martin, and you are. Adam underscore Manis. I was right. No, but you didn't mention the underscore. I did. Or you I said dash or something. I no, you were like, I'm at, at Adam Manis. Because remember I said, wow, how are you able to nab that? You're like, oh, because. Because of an underscore. I think. <laughs> you didn't mention that part. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm at Adam, A-D-A-M underscore Manis, M-A-N-E-S-S. Right. And um, hit us up on the tweet, the That's Twitter, right. the twit. You can go to youllhearit.com to leave us your suggestions for lessons. Uh, no, not lessons. Episodes. <laughs> lessons, <laughs> too. I mean, I yeah, guess if you have yeah. any ideas. But uh, no, future episodes and just say hi. You can ask us musical questions, whatever you got. We're there for you. Yep. Uh, we also have our special running for our You'll Hear It customers. You'll Hear It listeners. You'll Hear It peeps. Yep. That is 10% off Open Studios All Access Pass, the annual version of that, the yearly version. That's everything Open Studio makes, plus whatever we might make within that year. You can get 10% off that by entering You'll Hear It 10 in the offer code field at checkout. Right. Uh, you're going to want to check that out. There's a lot of good stuff on there. And uh, when all else fails, you'll hear it. Yeah.